Welcome to the Pastors Podcast. Pastor Scott and Pastor Jim here. Hello. We uh, we just we just finished the service. We did the service together, and now we're doing a podcast together. <laughs> this is great. It's lovely. It's great. It's great. <laughs> I got my foot up. I feel like my foot up, but I I feel I Laura's like oh like are you do you want to stay? And I'm like I I'm in gear. Let's do it. I just preached twice. I'm in gear. Like, let's, you know, knock this out. The adrenaline uh, is flowing. Exactly. And which I feel like I feel particularly after the last couple of months. I, like, I'm yeah, like, right. this is a sensation I'm thankful for. Let's keep this going. So, so podcasting it is. Okay. How are you so, doing, Jim? I'm doing great. I'm just, just fine. Yeah, that's great. I just hate this. No, I'm not sure who, when people are hearing this, but right now here at the beginning of September, it is oven hot. Oh. And that's just not what happens around here this close to the ocean. So no, like, no, it's kind of wild. I um, they'll probably be feeling a little bit of this because I mean we'll we'll release it this week. I don't know how long this is supposed okay, to last, yeah. but w- walking out the front door today yeah. was wild. <laughs> yeah, I, bam, <laughs> hit that wall. <laughs> I have a not insignificant property tax bill, and people have not insignificant rents, and this is not the weather we pay for. <laughs> <laughs> what are our taxes going for? That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, well, it, I imagine this leads right into our podcast because fair, fair okay. Yeah, so so this building was built before air conditioning, before there was such a thing as air conditioning. And so uh-huh. Uh, what they put in were these giant fans in the ceiling that would blow the air, blow the hot air around in the room is what it really oh did. And <laughs> that was the equivalent. Well, so I was just having this thought today. I mean, we talk about the church history. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't just that this building was built without air conditioning. The sanctuary didn't. The sanctuary. Mm-hmm. You like sanctuary. How I said that? Sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> the, the sanctuary did not have air conditioning until last year. No, it did not. Right. You're absolutely right. And when I walked out my house this morning, I was like, "Oh, the sanctuary has air conditioning." <laughs> I, 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 I was uniquely thankful. Me too. For this, for this <laughs> upgrade, long-awaited upgrade. There are generations of people that have worshipped in pooling sweat yeah. for years in this building, and yeah. uh, this morning was different and, than that. And even worse, there's a there. I can't find. I don't know where it is. It's disappeared. I think but there, there was a movie, a 16 millimeter movie, made of a church service here. There was okay. a company that went around uh, news. I think it was news organization. They went around to this at all the church, uh, several churches in LA, and this is considered one of the bigger churches. So they did one here. And you can see all these people. I mean, it's the room is packed, which is great. Everybody's wearing like lots of clothes. The men are all in suits and ties, and the women are all in jackets and things and and big hats. And uh, it was it 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 was done in the middle of summer, and it looks like everybody is just about to melt in that thing. So (laughs) so it wasn't just that there was no air conditioning. The cultural requirement. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're was also real, real oh, issue. Yeah, you didn't man. you didn't dress less because it was hot. You you wore the same. You, thing. you wore yeah. your church clothes. You wore your church clothes. You had to. Yeah, that was oh, a big deal. Oh my goodness. So and I would I would talk to uh, some of the older women church who had been around that day, and uh, they said it was they just dreaded coming on, on <laughs> summer summer Sundays. Uh, evenings were pretty good, but but they time. did. But, but they, they did. came nonetheless. They came. Um, a lesson for our generation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, there, yeah, sacrifice for your faith, right? right? That's yeah, right. That's, that's, so yeah, it just this reminds me of those days. I mean, I, I didn't experience them nearly as much as many people did, but they yeah. were. I did experience it some. Yeah. Well, yeah, because because by your time you were at least allowed to not to take off your jacket. 
Uh, yes, we could. Yes, I did. I actually, I remember someone, a, a lady coming up and scolding me for for doing that. And, and no, are you so, serious? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For just for taking off your jacket? Yeah. She uh, said, it, literally, in my time, a man would never have taken off his jacket, and I'm shocked that you did, or uh, something like that. And <laughs> it's like, uh, fortunately, she was real sweetheart, you know. <laughs> so I said, I'm very sorry I offended you. Yeah, I mean, there there are lots of those traditions that were still around, and, and it was still just as hot. And, and it's only been the last, you know, as you say, year uh-huh. that, I mean, this is this is probably the best test of this system. I mean, we were all comfortable in there today, I thought. I thought oh, yeah. No, it was great. Yeah. It was, it was, and, it was. I mean, sometimes and we're finally, we're finally like zeroing in on the right air conditioning because it's been freezing in the sanctuary <laughs> a few Sundays <laughs> over the last year as we're, you know, as we've gotten used to this new fangled yeah. contraption and haven't quite, <laughs> quite figured out how to work it. Right. But we're, I feel like we're zeroing in on the right, the right temperature for yeah. the room. Yeah. So, so, so for today you, was a good day. Those of you in the, in the future who are listening to this podcast from today, this, I guess is history too. Now. <laughs> that, well, apparently. apparently. Exactly. Figuring out the AC. So, um, on a related note. Yes. I don't think I can hear it in my headphones, but if, if somebody hears a little bit of a whir or a, a, a ticking sound, that's because the air conditioning's on in this room and I'm not turning it off. Huh. No. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shortly after it went, went off, we would go off probably just exactly, faint dead exactly. on the floor. The, the, the ticking is that a lot of these rooms have timers for the air conditioning, which for the record, I actually really appreciate. Yep. I thought we're, I thought it was really annoying when I first you know got here. It was like, there's like timers in every room. But uh, you only have to walk into a couple of rooms after the air conditioning was left on all all mm-hmm. weekend and be like, oh, mm-hmm. it just feels really bad. Oh, the so, worst is when you get halfway home and you think, did I turn the AC off in that room or is it still going all night? Well, but, and, and well, and and now we're, I mean, we're again, we're to another generation of things because yep. now now Jose has back. them all, controls them all like on an app on his phone. So he just like <laughs> sits, he just sits at home and like turns them off. <laughs> so we better be nice to Jose. Well, exactly, exactly. <laughs> all right, so okay, we? so we've been talking about talking about yes, right, church history. Maybe right. we should Actually, get into it. This maybe. is part two of the cornerstone church history. Um, I. I have uh, heard from a number of people who really, really enjoyed your thoughts um, and just your ability to both tell the story and impart the story to us uh, last time, Jim. And so I know a number of people are really looking forward to this. So I'm I'm looking forward to it, too. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm glad. I think uh, part of part of God's plan for kind of gluing me here for, you know, multiple decades is that I wound up when I first came meeting some of the people that uh, were here in the times now that we're talking about from the mm-hmm. 30s on up. So yeah. uh, some of this is not from written information. Some of it's from, from people that mm-hmm. I knew, and, and I'm honored honored to be able to represent them too. Yeah. So the 30s was an interesting time in the church. It was an interesting time in the country. Of course, the country was struggling. So just for context, yeah. you and I talked about this, but I don't think we've talked about it recorded. So we, we were talking about how to break this up. So we, we first did kind of the start of the church up through the 20s. Right. We're, today we're going to talk about the 30s, and up to the start of the war, is that what we decided? Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah somewhere around yeah. there. Okay. Uh-huh. So starting the thirties. So you said the thirties is an interest was an interesting time in the life of the church. It was difficult because I mean, if you listen to the first podcast, we we kind of hinted at it, but we didn't we didn't hit hard that the church had a lot of financial problems mm-hmm. from the very beginning. Uh, they when they first started the church, they were meeting in a schoolhouse, and they uh, the man who was the the pastor loaned the church money to buy a, a lot. 
then they owed him money and, and they couldn't pay him back. And so then that was a huge issue. And so he quit. Um, and uh, there were, uh, that was typical for the time. So it wasn't unusual. But there was an organization in L.A., uh, Los Angeles Baptist Association, I think it was called, that uh, loaned money to people who wanted to start church, churches. And so uh, this church took out several loans from them. They were low interest. They were kind on paying it back you know, as best you could. Uh, and those repeated loans are what kept this church going for uh, the early years, 20s, and well into the 30s when there were, everybody was in financial trouble, mm-hmm. including that organization. But they continued to uh, give out money as best they could. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because it strikes me. You know, we, we, we talked about uh, how thankful we were that the church survived the last couple of years in the pandemic and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember talking early on in the pandemic with someone, you know, another leader in the church, and I was like, well, you know, it just gives me hope that the church always survives, you know, and the church just... And he looks at me and says, well, I mean, Cornerstone might not survive, but the church definitely will. <laughs> I was like, thanks for the encouragement. But, the but church. When, we, when we think about the 30s, Right. This is the Great Depression. Yes, it's the Great Depression. Right? The yeah. 29, the big... Yeah. Fl- and so... Nobody has money. I can't imagine them thinking about yeah. what, what is it like for a church to try to survive yes. a and, moment like that. Yes, and things like pay the pastor's salary. Mm. And one of the pastors quit because they couldn't pay a salary, and, and he kept, they kept saying, well, we'll get it for you, we'll pay you back, but he, he didn't. Uh, he wasn't comfortable, comfortable mm. with that, so he left. Um, other pastors were uh, able to accept the delay, and sometimes... The, they got another loan to pay the pastor so they could keep him here. So it was a continuing challenge through that time to mm. be able to support the cost of the church. Uh, and they were already in this building, of course. They were already here where we are but, now. So even after the building, they were taking out loans for the just for operations? For operations, yes. Oh. Salaries. There weren't many salaries. There was a, usually there was a, like a part-time secretary and they, they'd give a little honorarium to the organist or something like that. And then, then the, the pastor's salary was the main salary. But they were also needing to pay, I'm imagining, the mortgage on the land? Pay the mortgage, pay off the, the original uh, property was still being paid off. You know, there were, there were repairs or all mm-hmm. kinds yeah, of other yeah. things going on. Yeah. Uh, I remember reading the brickwork uh, began to... Uh, uh, crumble at some point, and they began to have to repair uh, the bricks. And there's a whole other fascinating. We should do a podcast on on how the building was actually built because it was it was kind of unique. Uh, the bricks didn't really hold the building up, and they weren't actually a part of the building. They were separate from the building, oddly. So, <laughs> really, <laughs> seems to, yes. What what was what was the building made of then? Well, the the building was, was framed. Was built on two huge steel H girders. Uh, two. Upright girders with a girder cross between them that, that welded Oh, together. maybe we did talk about this a yeah. little bit. Or maybe it was just you and me. I and, can't remember if it was the podcast or not. Well, uh, yeah, and it, it, was a, it, was a, it was an earthquake designed to withstand an earthquake, oh, okay. which it did. The big 19, was it 33 earthquake that wrecked the bell tower. Uh-huh. The bell tower was just bricks stacked on bricks. Uh-huh. But the building itself uh, survived that and just rocked back and forth. And all the bricks, the, the way the bricks were attached to the building was... As they built the building, they would hammer a piece of tin into the wood, and then they bring the piece of tin out, just like a straight out. And then when they did the brickwork, that was where the cement went between the bricks. So the bricks were held to the the building with this this piece of tin that was nailed in the wood and cemented in, uh, between the bricks. And there were like thousands of those all around yeah. the church. But what happened was that uh, those all came loose. All the bricks came loose. 
in the earthquake. And so even though they had the building and it looked okay, the, the bricks were not attached to the building. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that situation continued until much later past the time we're talking about uh, mm-hmm. when, when uh, the, the bricks uh, began to fall off the building mm-hmm. in another earthquake. But um, I always thought it was a brick building and everybody else did too, hmm. but it was not. And it rode out the earthquake because it wasn't on those two big H frames. It just kind of rode back and forth like a kid on a swing sort of. That's so fascinating. <laughs> That's wild. I don't know. Yeah. Isn't that something? I, that amazing. I, I mean, I, so many things you take for granted. I think I've always just seen the brick building and they're like, wow, they made this well. Look, yeah. it's still a brick building. Nine, they built it in 1922. It's yeah, still, yeah. you know, I, I yeah. there's so much of that yeah. that I take for granted and don't, don't even realize. Yeah, I think we replaced replaced the bricks three times now. Huh. Um, so yeah. Um, okay, so so one of the themes going on, mm-hmm. particularly in the early 30s and, and throughout, was this financial crisis. Yes. What what else was going on in in the life of the church? Like, how did they? I almost wonder how they navigated it interpersonally, spiritually, when the financial pressure was so intense. Yeah. Uh, the the people I knew, I think, were, were fairly embarrassed about the, the, the uh, struggles that the church had, many of which were caused by the finances. Hmm. Uh, it was very hard to get anybody to talk about that. Um, Interesting. Yeah, they just they were, I think, ashamed, embarrassed. I don't know how they felt, but uh, I, I think we're embarrassed about the finances, or embarrassed about that season in the uh, life of the church. Uh, the season in the life of the church, the fighting that, that went on, oh. the disputes. Uh, there was an attempt to, to sort of do a takeover by people who thought that the, there was, it was being mismanaged financially or spiritually or. Uh, theologically, and and uh, th- those those fights, I think, were in, engendered in large part because of the stresses of the times and and mm. some of the other things going on. So, uh, th- it was not a great time. The church did not grow uh, rapidly. It did grow, but very slowly. Uh, they tried to do uh, like buy an organ. Uh, that was also difficult. Um, at one point, they wanted to appoint a second pastor, but uh, they couldn't get the money to do it, so they had to give up on that. So uh, just an, a number of, like, I guess, maybe typical church crises, but uh, in that uh, that time, it, it played more difficultly, I think, because of the the financial strain that everybody was under. Mm. I mean, there were, people were jobless. Uh, there were uh, people who were uh, homeless, uh, not quite like we're homeless today, but but people who were uh, living in a home that they had, had already been reclaimed, uh, they felt they failed to make their mortgage payments, but they they didn't move out and they they didn't get thrown out because n- nobody else they couldn't make any money on it anyway. They couldn't rent it. Okay, okay so that is, strikes something to me. It, may, it makes me wonder about what this community was like in the '30s, because I think we think of this as a area that's, I mean, obviously now really expensive, mm-hmm. right? A difficult place to live for that reason. But because of that, it also kind of feels the broader economic pain, The like like it feels it last, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because it's filled with, you know, um, so many resources. What? Yeah. It, was that, West LA wasn't like that 
back then. No. Well, what, what, what was the what was the community like? What was the community around this church like? Well, it's an odd mix. So, so the places that were growing were uh, building out from downtown Los Angeles mm-hmm. and at the beach. Okay. And we were kind of between those two. Uh-huh. So uh, there was a, the, the streetcar line still went through the middle of town and people still would come and they would stop here and they'd get like, you know, sodas or something like that. Then, I, then they'd go onto the beach. Um, and uh, UCLA was just beginning. They, they, they moved out to where they are now in 1924, I believe. And, uh, but then they just kind of slowly grew. They didn't grow very fast at all at, at that point. Hmm. Uh, the VA hospital, which was the main employer in the area, was still there. And it was, it was continuing to function and was a very large employer in the area. Um, and so this area was, was Sautel, and uh-huh. uh, there are uh, many poor houses here. There are some wealthier people, but it was it was a very still a very struggling area. Mm. Uh, beyond us and east of us, things were growing. This wasn't wasn't doing that well. It mm. was slowly growing, but not not doing the same at all. And so the the church then was almost like a it's like a small town small town church. Yes, that would be a very good very good picture of it. Okay. And there were several, it was like six or seven, it weren't, wasn't like this is the only one. Yeah. But uh, uh, the, the all, all the churches apparently did not, were not faring well hmm. uh, in, in that time. That's why I think we went through three pastors in there um, and why they had uh, problems with money. And they wanted to buy an organ. I think they already mentioned that. And mm-hmm. they, there's one organ that they uh, bought and defaulted on and they came and took it out. Uh, there was another oh one that gosh. they tried to buy and they couldn't, I think they couldn't even raise the money to get it started. So they didn't, they didn't get it. So it was, it was, you know, and salaries were not paid. It was, it was very, just a very difficult time, mm. but it was difficult, not just for the church employees, it was difficult for everybody who was coming as well. Yeah. They were all having problems with it. So mm. it was, it was a tough time economically. Spiritually, it seemed to be doing okay, as far as I can tell. There were no fights over theology. There were no no issues. People were very church oriented. It was an important thing. Okay, so so you said that people didn't like talking about it because there were some leadership tensions. Mm-hmm. But so it, was that maybe like organizationally there were tensions, but spiritually people were doing well, or. As far as I can tell from both of what's written and what people said, uh, people didn't question spiritual issues or, or theological issues quite so much mm. as we might today. Mm. Uh, there was a sense that, you know, we, I think the, a cultural sense that we, we listen to the experts and we do, you know, what they tell us. We don't argue with, with the experts. Mm. Um, so there, there was less of that. Um, there, there were... Um, but there was also less, I think, respect for the church. There was a sort of a formal respect, but socially in the way that we would say, morally perhaps, uh, less so. Mm. And so the, the, the way people lived might be that uh, they might be uh, married, a man might be married and have a family and also be dating a secretary at work. And they'd still come to, uh, he and his wife and children would still come to church and mm-hmm. you know, they would not share that with anyone. That would just be their their private issue. Mm. Not quite as public as we are today about these, are, and, and also not as willing to seek help about yeah. things like that. And, and so during this time, there were, you said there was kind of a turning over. So during the 30s, yes. there were a number of different pastors. Yes. So there wasn't like a, like a, um, 
solid pastoral presence that was able to navigate through this. It was kind of just a yeah, more small town church community yes. that people went to because that was and, and what the main, they did. Yeah, and the main thing the pastor was supposed to do was, well, to, to really uh, run the church and um, preach on Sunday. Mm. And uh, some, a couple of them were, were more involved in that. Um, but uh, it was, it's, I think it was a difficult assembly, a different, uh, a difficult membership because uh, pastors who seemed to be the more serious pastors did not seem to do as well with the church. It was like, you know, you, you have a role to do, you preach on Sunday. Um, you run the organization, school, you preach on Sunday. And, and that's, and stay out of my life. So uh, I'm not sure that's entirely true of everyone, but it seemed to be more in the culture mm. than it is today, oddly. Yeah. Although I think in some ways today we're, we're more, we back away from the church. But, but in those days you were in the church no matter what was going on yeah. because that was part of culture. And so I think you brought your sin, your you know, plans for how to relieve the pressures in your life with you. Yeah. And everybody sort of looked the other way. Was it still a... You know, when I think of like small towns, kind of small town churches, was it um, was it the type of town where the, the question wasn't do you go to church, but the question was where you go to church. Yes. I mean, did, so everybody everybody went to church. <laughs> everybody went to church. Yeah. Okay, that yeah. that was just kind of the norm, and and I think that feeds that would then feed. I mean, it's something that a lot of us don't have any experience with in our lifetimes, but exists. You know, has existed more, you know, mm-hmm. where we're more familiar with it in the Bible Belt and in other places. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, more foreign here now, but that that's what, in the 30s, that's what it was like here. Yeah, very much. Like, I mean, the equivalent today would be like we, uh, we, uh, we, we all uh, start across the intersection before the, the light turns green, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you know, five seconds before, we kind of know that that's the zone where the are. You know, we, we have a number of things that we sort of as a community agree to to do that aren't quite totally the, the law. Yeah. Well, there were a whole set of those, I think, that, that very much affected uh, the country uh-huh. in, the, in, that, in the 30s and 40s. Yeah. Uh, the war kind of broke all that up, but this is prior to that. Yeah. So it was a holdover from the whole, uh, from 1900 on pretty much uh, what the urban culture was developing into. Was it primarily a or exclusively a, a white community and church at that point? Yes. It, it was? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was. It there, was there wasn't uh, diversity amid, amongst the area of the church at that point. Yeah, there, there were, there's a mention of one black woman uh, who was part of the church who was uh, in the choir, uh, a great singer. And, but there's a sense you have that somehow she was a part of the white culture that uh, she had that, but but there was there was certainly I think profound segregation, and it was expected. It wasn't it wasn't like anybody even talked about it. It's, yeah. it's hardly mentioned. The, the fact that the one black woman is mentioned, I think, tells you, you know, uh, how remarkable it was. Mm-hmm. But the mention of her is that you know she was so sweet, yeah, or something. And so there there was cross connection. Uh, oddly enough, there's no mention of Hispanic people in the culture. Uh, being part of this church. So I think more so perhaps than black, uh, Hispanic may have been a dividing line. And maybe a part of the community, maybe, maybe possibly a part of the community, but not a part of the church. Um, they they might be neighbors in the community. Yeah, that's they what might I mean. be, yeah. yeah. Um, and your kids might play with their kids, 
but uh, they would go to their church um, and you would not. And I, uh, no one, when I asked about language, um, it seemed that the, the issue was no one expected anybody who was Hispanic to speak English, although uh, there were clearly people who did. Uh-huh. You know, if you did sales or something like that, you would. But um, the, I think there was a sense that this is a natural language barrier that if you're a Spanish, you would go to a Spanish-speaking church. Yeah, yeah. Or not? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, it, it's so interesting because I think there's there's so much of the the history of Los Angeles and even of West Los Angeles that um, I we just don't even have like like pictures for. Okay, you know, yeah. where, where 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 do you learn this stuff? You know, where do you yeah. get the pictures of the makeup of the community and and again pre-war. Pre yes. uh, civil rights movement. Yes, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. The, the, economic hard times. Yeah, this yeah. is all very. Yeah, good. was there? Did you get a sense of? I, you might not even know the answer to this question, but was there segregation among the white population? Like, so I, I know you know in different eras, whether it was like the Irish that were looked down on, or the like, did that exist to your knowledge here in any direction or? Or was were the was the segregation primarily uh, racial? It it seemed to me it was more more racial, but I, that's another issue where it's not. No one mentions it. Uh, no one says, "Well, we actually had some Irish people come." Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, to some extent, I, I think Los Angeles has always been uh, some mix of races, but they've generally uh, been kind of isolated by mm-hmm. area. Yeah. Um, but interact with each other, even even in the very beginning. Like most of Santa Monica was owned by a, a, a Mexican gentleman before it became Santa Monica, uh, who was very wealthy and mm-hmm. uh, interacted a lot with with uh, with white people. But uh, everybody was kind of marveled that he spoke both English and Spanish. <laughs> That's how how few yeah. interactions there were. So I I, I, I get a flavor that there was, that there was a agreed upon kind of different from where we are today uh, mm-hmm. since that you know you you're you're fine with your people and we're fine with our people and let's mm. let's no 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 harm no no foul but that's let's do that mm. Interesting. Uh, and i think the war is what what changed a lot of that so oh, oh wow okay i'm going to put a pin in that i've got so many questions i want to <laughs> we, we 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 promised to do a uh the the next episode it's going to be on the War, war season, years, yeah. war years, and, oh and the gosh. transition and the transformation yeah. that took place, Huge transition, and, and yeah. how that affected. This is yeah. uh, I'm I'm fascinated by, but um, okay. So in those years leading up to the war, um, so the 30s, even into the early 40s, um, maybe even just from the people that you knew that were here back then, or things that you read, are were there any? What stands out to you as maybe some highlights? of the life of the church during that season, um, or, or were there? <laughs> <laughs> the things people talked about, or that, that uh, yeah, there's some of it's in, in the history, but uh, the, the, the things I heard most were people were very proud of the changes in the church. Like they got a new organ, then they had to give it up because they didn't, couldn't pay for it. But they, they just loved that new organ. They thought it was great. Mm. Um, they uh, rearranged the rooms. They, the, uh, our sanctuary now, uh, is bigger than it was originally because uh, they needed to uh, 
uh, change, change some things and, and, and build some hallways. Mm-hmm. They, they needed to make a space for the ch- children were upstairs, where, where we are right now doing this podcast was mm-hmm. one of the children's rooms. And um, so they, they had children's rooms up here and had a huge children's program. And the sanctuary had to be pushed back to make it much smaller so they could they could uh, have those these rooms up here. Mm. And um, so the the whole design of the place was was quite different. They had uh, a lot of children, um, and then after the war they had even more. But uh, that's a whole other topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, that the the idea that this this building was everything uh, had to house mm. everything uh, is something we don't. So the, like we already talked about the bell tower being where the pastor's office was. Mm-hmm. He was the only employee. Uh, sanctuary is where the sanctuary is, but it was it, it where the balcony ends now is where it was the end of the sanctuary in those days. Mm-hmm. The side room where we sit uh, when we're you know trying to duck out early or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that was a whole separate. That was that was a room you could separate or open, and it was a whole separate. That was the. Uh, uh, where, where we where they would have dinner or, or uh-huh. things like that, mm-hmm. and the lobby on the on the patio side was the kitchen. Mm. And for a long time, when I first came, the the, uh, the sink and and uh, washstand were all still there. Um, they were just co- uh, covered up. Mm. So it was it was a very different configuration from where we are now. But it was all done in one building, mm. and uh, uh, that so that it didn't tolerate much uh, flexibility. You, the things were designed for what they were, and that you and you did that there. Mm. Um, so I, I, um, I don't know where that leaves us, but it 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 was a it was a matter of uh, this is what we got, and this is who we are, and not we're not thinking ahead particularly. We're just mm. doing this. Yeah, yeah. It, it it makes me think of the uh, Brian was asking just the other day of these the, the random side rooms in yes. now S eleven. Yes, like uh-huh. where where in the world did this come from? It, yes. it, in my head, it. it I, it may not have, but in my head, it like came from this era, right? You're yes, like, it did. and now exactly. we, we can't even imagine what yes. they would have used the, yes. that space for. But even in the family room, there's all these tiny yes. little rooms, and yes. I think we're, we're like, well, what would you ever use a room that size for, right? Yes. I mean, the things like five by five or something. You know, I'm not yes. even sure I could lay down in it. Yes. Um, and but they were maximizing every little bit of this because this this was all of it. This yes. was the whole whole thing yeah that's really and, interesting. and so their theory was or their practice i guess i should say you took around like the room we're in was the same as that down there at one yeah. point and so it was uh, all the rooms here pretty much were the yeah. same thing and what, what you did was you had a center room where all the kids would come and you have like them all sing together have a program yeah. and then they would go in little groups into the side rooms to get their Sunday school lesson uh-huh. in groups of like five or six and you have like you know the four different age groups and they would sing together, and then they go into four different si- uh, yeah. uh, kinds of lessons. Yeah. So that was that was classic Sunday school hmm. uh, in the in the day, and that's that that was developed in the '30s, and and was this church was very modern in in doing that and having that built into the interesting uh, architecture. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so in another hundred years, mm-hmm. when they talk about us, where yeah. The, there's a part of me that really hopes they don't just they don't just talk they don't talk about what we do with the building. I'm like, I'm like what? you know, I, there's, <laughs> like that's to me not the most significant. Thing. Although, in a different era, what they did with the building may have been kind of the thing that they were most proud of and spent the most time focused on. What did you get a sense for the highlights of the spiritual life? Were, were there highlights of the spiritual life, or was it more of a? Uh, kind of organization at, 
I don't know. Were, were there highlights of their spiritual lives that were retold? Were there were there missionaries even at that point? Were, were they sending out or multiplying? Yeah. Or like you said, was it just kind of about the moment? Yeah, there were. There's really far as I can tell, there were there were not missionaries. Um, and uh, the issue was, you know, you're, you you kind of evangelize your own community basically, and you and mm-hmm. they can evangelize their community. There wasn't a sense of of us going somewhere to do something for somebody else at that mm. point. That came after World War II, I think. Okay. It came hugely out of World War II. It was a mm-hmm. big explosion where yeah, yeah. all these guys went overseas to fight and they came back and said, hey, they don't know anything about Jesus over there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, here, I think the issue in the 30s uh, was A, on surviving financially, B, on uh, everything was about your children and getting your children to understand uh, about Jesus. That mm-hmm. was a really, really high priority. Mm. So uh, that's, that's what they went. They did, there was some evangelism and there was some talk about people who came in church uh, saved. And um, uh, that was some of the interesting racial talk. They'd say, well, actually a black woman who worked as a maid for one of the women in the church uh, came to Christ. And so she came and it was like, that was extraordinary, but you know, hey, we saved somebody and that's great. So she Mm. can worship with us until she finds a black church. Mm. But uh, the, Emphasis was definitely on on doing something for the children. Hmm. So that's why all these rooms were, were upstairs were built for that. Hmm. Um, and then with the first building that, that uh, they built, well, that's not true. The second building they built was the the building where the uh, basketball court is, and that's all city school rooms. Yeah. Okay, so were there? Um like somebody got a motorcycle outside. Yeah, I don't somebody know. cracked yeah. up big yeah. one. <laughs> um, where, is there anything from that era that you, you know, legacy-wise that you hope we will emulate? Or is it just kind of a, you know, a, the, the church was passed down and um, and we're thankful for the Lord's faithfulness to that and that he kind of grew and expanded our heart and vision since then or yeah I don't know when, when you think when you think about the 30s is there anything that sticks with you that um, you hope to remember or or not yeah no was, I actually there's a lot I'm, I I think uh, very compassionately of people who who grew up and tried to do church in the 30s I think it was a terrible time there were people mm. on the road who had no place to they, they're just looking for work uh, there are all kinds of people who uh, were starving out of work couldn't find anything to do people who were professionals who were digging ditches. It was a very, very, free American history, it was a very, very tough time for the culture, mm. very hard, uh, economically desperate time. And uh, these people managed to figure out how to borrow, beg, uh, uh, trade, get some money to build a church building. It's a pretty good one. Mm. It's lasted all these years. And it was, uh, it was well-designed. Every square inch of it was put to use. Um, and uh, they, they, they didn't spare where the children were concerned. That was their, and and uh, they, I think, uh, even though they couldn't pay their pastors, they, they seemed to revere their pastors and care mm. for them. I think there are many, many things to learn uh, from that uh, generation. Uh, but we don't have nearly the constraints that they did. And I think that we we don't learn much from them because we look back and say, well, it couldn't have been that hard, but it was. Mm. It was very hard, and they did church anyway. Mm. So uh, that they were directed, that they did the best they could, that they failed a lot, of, particularly on the financial end, and had you know a 
repossessed organ and you know, pastors who lift uh, because they didn't pay their salary. Um, there are all those issues, but they weathered those and kept mm. going. And uh, so I, I think uh, what, what they did and their determination to be uh, a, a body of Christ worshipers in this place, mm. uh, a growing place, a place where people were moving to, um, there's a little university near my, not much, but there were actual jobs here uh, at the, uh, what's the, the veterans' old folks' home uh, that paid good salaries, so they had some money. Um, and they, they, a lot of that money was sacrificed to go into this, uh, establishing a, a, a physical presence in this growing place. Mm. Um, so I, I think we owe them that. They, they didn't get as much done as we might have hoped, you look at what happened post World War II. My gosh, but uh, they they did, I think, and very, with very tight circumstances, the best they could. Mm. And I'm I just I'm, I'm all for them. Good mm. on them, man. That, man, that's so helpful. I such a helpful perspective. I, I feel like I feel my own heart gravitating to um, maybe even an unfair evaluation based on I I can't my life experience at least at this point right. 41 years in, there's nothing in my life that could even begin to allow me to comprehend the difficulty and not just the difficulty yeah. of one person or one family or one, you know, destitute, but uh, of life in the, in and coming through and out of the great depression. Um, and like you said, doing being church anyway, Yes, sacrificing what little they had for the sake yes. of one another, for the sake of the gospel. I think I, yeah, I think even as I feel like your, your words, uh, corrected my heart in a beautiful way, <laughs> because I, I think that there, there is a way that it's easy to, um, to downplay others' sacrifices. And I'm not yeah, sure yeah. I've ever sacrificed anything to the level that it fell that to feel that pain and that squeeze and sacrifice for the sake of the church still. Yes. In any ways and to prioritize that is, is pretty amazing. Yes. I th and particularly, I think the fact that the times before them, the economic times were, were, were good mm. to come into that and feel the loss of it. I think that there, there I mean, it's a very small modeling of that, but uh, coming into the time of, of COVID where mm -hmm. we find ourselves restricted in many ways, uh, is a little tiny taste of that. Mm. Like we're, we're not doing as much as we could be doing right now if, mm. if we weren't so uh, trapped, I guess, uh, by this. Because uh, we remember the times. Because we, we, we remember <laughs> the times when we could, when we did. Yes, exactly. And so now we're, so we're not just in it, but we're in it and remember the times when. Yes. And so, you know, we're depressed, we're mad, yeah. we're whatever. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and it may be, a, it looks like it may be a long time coming out of this. Mm. If we come out, we assume that mm. we'll, maybe we'll just start living with it and, and forget it's there. But I, I, my guess is that we are in a 30-ish kind of mode because they were trapped in an economic nightmare themselves. And, uh, you know, there, there are like two thirds of our jobs they needed to have everybody employed. So, a whole bunch of people were out of work and couldn't mm. find anything. And they, they, they survived. Well, they didn't all survive, but the culture survived and they did something. Mm. They did what they could. 
And I think that that's that's a that's a, a real good lesson for us. There are, there are seasons when you do what you can, and there are seasons when you have abundance and you do a lot, mm. or maybe you waste it. I don't know, but the challenges are different. Yeah, and you know, it's what's interesting is you think about the the fruit that came from this place, from that same church family, from a lot of those yes. same people. Yes, through the church in the forties. Yes, and after the war. Um, you see that as the Lord who had carried this community through the thirties yes, and into the time of the war hit him knowing what was coming, knowing what was ahead and knowing what he was preparing for mm-hmm. knowing the work that he was doing all along. Um, that looks very different in different seasons yeah. um, in the lives in each of our individual lives and in the life of a, a church family. Yeah. And in the culture, I think at yeah. large. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. That's helpful. <laughs> it's, it's, it's helpful. It, 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 it inspires my heart to worship. I think it, it reorients uh, my heart and my view in a, in a helpful way. And so I'm, yeah. you know, I'm so thankful for that. Thanks, thanks, Jim. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Any, anything, anything else on your notepad from uh, the, the 30s up until the war that we missed you hoped to, that we'd get to talk about? Uh, no, I, th- I think that what I would say is uh, it's really important, I think, not to lose track of where the country was and where Christians and people in this church were when that time came. It came suddenly, it came harshly, hmm. uh, it came uh, explosively, quite literally. And um, it's not, you don't want to lose track of where everybody was hmm. when they then turned and became something. They came, became heroes, basically. Hmm. So. I think we'll look at that next time. Wow, I, I can't wait. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, what a what a um, yeah, what a transformation for yeah, the culture, it, for the people, and for the church. It 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 you you if you think about it, you'll see why there was such an explosion of things mm. when you think about how it was pent up during the thirties yeah. before. Yeah, awesome. Well, next time we'll do that. We'll okay. we'll, we'll jump into the the war years and the forties and. Uh, and explore what the Lord had in store then. And uh, thanks again. This is yeah. such, such, such an enjoyment. I know I'm really enjoying it. And I know uh, our church family is, it's just a, another, uh, inspires our worship for a Lord that has been so faithful to this church family for yeah. so many years. It does so, mine. Yeah. yeah. So how long did we take for the thirties? Did we take a whole time? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're, we're at like 42 minutes. All so right. It's, it's not bad. <laughs> it's a lot there. You enjoy, I think there's a lot there. It's great. It's great. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks. Thanks yeah. again, Jim. Yeah. And thanks everybody for listening. We love you, and we'll see you on Sunday.